The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill, and we have plenty to get to today, including the NFL draft, which quarterbacks might go where, Johnny Manziel and his quest to get back to the NFL, and much more. But first, we start on the draft two and a half weeks away. Yep. We know Cleveland's picking first. We know the Giants might end up picking second. Mm -hmm. But really... The Giants are where this whole thing becomes interesting because oh, yeah. we know the Browns are probably going to go quarterback barring a shocker. The Giants, no idea what's going to happen. So what is your interpretation of what might happen once we get to the Giants at the second pick? Uh, well, my first inclination is that they're probably going to go Bradley Chubb, which is if they stay there. But that's the big if because I think that you're going to maybe look at Buffalo or one of these teams that want to get ahead of New York, the Jets, mm. and get whoever they want at number two. So the Giants are really interesting to me as far as that could be our first big trade. And I think that, you know, you take a look at some of these teams that are outside of the top five, they're sitting really pretty too here because you could have four quarterbacks drafted in the first four picks of the draft. Right. So, and then you have, or the first three picks of the draft, and then you've got Saquon Barkley, maybe Bradley Chubb go. Then you're looking at these teams who maybe want to trade up, get a defensive back. Maybe you're the Buccaneers sitting at seven. And you're like, okay, we don't need a quarterback. We're going to wait for Minka Fitzpatrick to fall down here. Like that's where the thing, you know, the Raiders now, the Raiders sit at 10. Mm -hmm. It wasn't looking like they maybe were going to get the pick of the litter. But if all those quarterbacks go early, that's bumping down really good players further down into the draft. The 49ers at nine, the Bears at eight. Yep. So I think that the Giants are really interesting as far as somebody trading up with them. Uh, but I, don't, I, I still don't think that they're going to take a quarterback if they stay put. I think that they're going to go Bradley Chubb if they stay at two. I agree with you on almost all accounts. Like, I think Chubb is the pick for them mm -hmm. because they traded Jason Pierre-Paul to your box. Yep. So they got that need. A lot of people think Chubb is the safest player in the whole draft. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm with you. I think that that absolutely uh, is in play. If anybody's going to trade up, though, with them, I do think it's Buffalo because they have multiple first-rounders. They pick 12th and 22nd overall. They have multiple seconds, multiple thirds. They have plenty of ammunition. The question becomes, let's say the Giants love Bradley Chubb, and Mm -hmm. they just say, look, you know, we're not not trading the pick. We're going to take him here. We know the Jets then would take a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Browns wouldn't at four. Then the Broncos are at five. They might take a quarterback, but they they have a lot of other needs as well. Mm -hmm. They just signed Keenum. And if, and if you get past there, like let's just say it falls that way and the Broncos don't take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If Allen and Darnold are the first two guys off, let's say, well, then Josh Rosen, like the run is on at that point. Yep. We don't know where he's going to go. And if I'm your Buccaneers, I'm feeling really good because you guys need defensive help, especially yep. in secondary. Mika Fitzpatrick, Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. uh, Derwin James. You guys could technically, you guys could theoretically trade back with Miami or Buffalo, get a bunch of picks, and still get one of the, oh, one yeah. of those guys. So, I think though, what the Giants do, like if the Giants trade that pick, the Bills get it. Let's say mm-hmm. there's a very good chance at that point. In fact, almost a certainty, three quarterbacks are going to go in the top three picks for the first time since 1999. Yeah. Then it becomes, well, does Denver take the fourth quarterback out of this this quartet we keep talking about, or does that guy slide? Mm-hmm. Whatever the Giants do, and I wrote about this extensively in my Stack in the Box column on fan side. It goes up every Monday at 6. Uh, Got to get the plug in. <laughs> I, I think, look, whatever the Giants do, it sets up the whole rest of the draft. Oh, yeah, big time. And uh, we're going to be talking about the NFL draft on draft night with our Facebook Live yes, sir. draft show on the fan side of Facebook page. So tune in maybe 10 minutes or so before the draft starts. We're going to have all the picks and analysis that you need. All through the NFL draft that first night on Thursday. So tune in to the fan sided Facebook page for the fan sided NFL draft show, April 26th. In case you didn't already know when the draft was, but you're a football fan, you get it. So let's talk about now those quarterbacks in the draft. So who do you think should be the, the favorite fit if you're one of those top teams? So you're the Browns, everybody's talking about, hey, maybe Josh Allen's really coming up here. Josh Rosen is a guy that's really taken a rise in his last couple of weeks. Who, if you're picking in that top three spot, and if you're maybe Miami, Buffalo, you want to trade up with four, right. who is the favorite fit for all those teams, in your opinion? I think, starting, I'll start at the top here with mm-hmm. Cleveland. I think Darnold is the right fit for them for a lot of reasons. Like, you're going to hear this stuff. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. About Josh Allen mm-hmm. and that he's. Good for cold weather because he has yeah. such a strong arm. I, I get that. I really do. But Darnold has a good arm, and he is a leader by all accounts. I think he's the most polished prospect coming out. The yeah. Browns need, A, talent, and B, somebody who's a leader, somebody who can help them come out of this doldrums where they've been in for years, 131 the last two. Mm-hmm. If you're Cleveland, like you have to find that guy who's got the right temperament. Yeah. And so I think Darnold is a great fit both talent-wise and personality-wise, whereas I think Allen might be better off getting a little more seasoning elsewhere. Yeah, I think that Allen is an interesting prospect from the standpoint of I just don't know what he's going to be. Like, 
this idea that he's everybody has all these draft prospects figured out ahead of time. How many different times in the history of the draft have we seen somebody pinpoint, you know, this guy's going to be a stud. Achilles Smith's going to he's going to take the Bengals to the promised land yeah. and it's like not so much. So Josh Rosen to me is the most interesting quarterback prospect in terms of I think he would fit really well with Denver because I think that they want to go and maybe model themselves after that Tom Brady-esque, you know, thing that they got going on in New England. And there's this whole thing, you know, we've heard it in the news with Rosen, and he's got intellectual interests outside of football. Which, that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, touch on that for a minute, because th- that really just riled me up when I heard that. I was like, th- you've got all of this is why so many NFL coaches every year lose their jobs, because they're sitting there looking at it, and they say, yeah, this guy's too smart to play for me. It's like, really? Really? You're uh, Buffalo, and you've got a quarterback too smart to play for you? I don't buy that for a second. I think it's crazy, but it is a reality in the NFL that a lot of these teams get freaked out that Josh Rosen has political interests. Josh mm-hmm. Rosen thinks outside the box. He thinks about things that are in the in the global spectrum and not just on, mm-hmm. in the gridiron. And for me, if I'm if I'm a talent evaluator, that's a positive for me. Oh yeah, this is somebody who's smart. He's well rounded. You know, people say, well, he's a little bit aloof. Well, is Eli Manning not aloof? Mm-hmm. Eli Manning, for years before he won a Super Bowl, everybody crushed him. He, he looks disinterested. <laughs> he doesn't care. And then the guy goes out and is a cold-blooded killer in the yeah. Super Bowl. You know, it's two of the greatest throws of all time. I don't – to me, I think it's a good thing that Rosen's an intellectual guy. And that's why you mentioned Denver. I think Denver's a great fit for him mm-hmm. if they're interested in, in, in taking quarterback at five. Yeah. Because John Elway is the guy drafting him. Now, look, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about John Elway in the draft have not been friends in recent years. Yeah. They have not drafted a Pro Bowl player since 2011. That being said, nobody knows more about coming into the NFL with a ton of expectations, mm-hmm. with some haters. A lot. Look, people forget in 83 when he got drafted, he didn't want to play in Baltimore. Yep. People called him a prima donna. He talked about he didn't want to play in cold weather. People called him a prima donna. You know, he, he talks about going to play for the Yankees mm-hmm. and got the same kind of backlash. And, you know, so he came in with a lot of detractors, and he obviously got through that, had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. I think he would be a great person to help guide Rosen early in his career. Mm-hmm. Plus, they do have maybe not the defense that a few years ago, yeah. but still a good defense that can support him. Whereas I think if he went to a team that kind of always is in flux at the top, I think that's harder. You got mm-hmm. a lot of different messages coming at you, whereas in Denver you have one. Yeah, and be sure to send us your questions too. You can drop them in the chat. Or you can also send them to us on Twitter, and we can answer them here on the show. And Danny Webster actually has a question for us, and he wanted it fits in with what we're talking about here. And he wants to know what the Jets are going to do with their pick at number three. And you, we're talking about quarterbacks here and quarterback fits. And you have, let's say they go with a guy like Josh Allen or maybe a Josh Rosen. You already have Josh McCown in there, as if they need more Joshes. <laughs> um, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who yep. they signed. And I said this last week, and we've been saying this for, for a while now, that is a nucleus that you want to put a rookie quarterback into. McCown is really good. He's a seasoned veteran. He knows, like you were just talking about, Elway Great knows guy. a guy. Yeah, Elway is a guy that you want to learn from against adversity. McCown is that guy, too. And then you got Bridgewater. You want to talk about adversity, coming back from things, good character locker room guy. If I'm the Jets, I'm almost selling our, that team. Like, if I'm in the Jets front office, I'm saying we are the most attractive spot where you want to play if you're a rookie quarterback because there's no pressure to start right away. You're building it up from the ground up, and you've got a nucleus that you can just fit right into, learn from two of the best guys in football. Well, first of all, Dan, thanks for the question. Second of all, mm-hmm. uh, look, I think that Allen and Darnold are going to be the first two guys off the board because of those concerns to some degree with Rosen, which I think we both think are unfounded, but they mm-hmm. exist. 
there's a lot of smoke that Cleveland's going to go with Allen number one, which if they do, if I'm the Jets, I'm elated. Look, there's no question they're going to take a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because they trade up three spots, they swap first, but they gave up three second-round picks mm-hmm. over the course of the next two years. You don't do that for anything other than a quarterback. Oh, yeah. So they clearly feel at three, to me, they're saying to me that they're comfortable with three quarterbacks in this draft because mm-hmm. they know that there's a chance somebody gets ahead of them at two, maybe Buffalo. So I think they're happy no matter who they get, but everybody has favorites. Mm-hmm. If Allen goes off the board to Cleveland, they have to be praying that Darnold falls to them. But you're right. Look, McCown and Bridgewater, they give whoever comes in there mm-hmm. that buffer of, hey, you don't have to play this year, kind of a la Pat Mahomes and can't see last year. The yeah. new Alex Smith was the star. And so I think with the Jets, there's not a lot of expectations. They made some good moves in free agency, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I, I think if, if you're New York, you're in a good spot. But certainly, to answer the question, quarterback all the way. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, of how that board falls in front of him. Yeah, Jimmy Williams says that the Broncos should trade down from number five, mm-hmm. which kind of brings up the point of the Dolphins, who could trade up. They need a lot of sizzle. Maybe they yep. go up and they get a Baker Mayfield. T- Ryan Tannehill is coming back. You know, we had the whole thing. Jay Cutler comes in because he tore his ACL last year. It's all that kind of stuff. Maybe they trade up, get a Baker Mayfield at yep. five. Like, what do you think about that? Oh, I think, listen, the Dolphins, Tannehill's basically on a year-to-year deal now. He's 30 mm-hmm. years old. He's coming off the knee injury. And I think if you're the Dolphins, look, Tannehill's been a decent quarterback. I think sometimes he gets a bad rap. Problem is, Never been in the playoff game. Would have been a couple of years ago if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. But the point remains, and I think if you're the Dolphins, look, you have to sell sizzle down in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, other cities in the, in the NFL, you show up, you roll the team out, everybody's selling out those eight games. Yeah. That's not the case in Miami. I think Mayfield would be a very interesting fit. I think he would bring a lot of buzz. We've seen in that city that stars sell. They haven't had a star quarterback since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. And I think Mayfield's going to be a really good player. I know he's got some edge to him. People are concerned about that, but he makes all the throws. So if, if I'm the Dolphins, I'd be. And as far as the Broncos trading back, I don't think it's the worst idea. They have a lot of oh, needs. Yeah. They have time. a lot of needs. De- defensive line, but especially on offense. Offensive line, the receivers aren't getting mm-hmm. any younger. You need a third guy anyway. Tight end. You talk about that quarterback. So yeah. I think if you're Denver, trading back is fine. And, and let me just add, by the way, if you're listening to – stacking the box and you're wondering how these questions are coming in and where they're coming we are on of course anyone who's watching knows this we're on mm-hmm. the fan-sided facebook page one o'clock eastern every single monday so please if you listen also watch and ask a question we're happy to answer a guy that baker mayfield has been compared to a little bit as far as outside of the field stuff is is johnny Manziel. um if the broncos do trade down from number five are you a little concerned about their drafting ability because that's something that you've mentioned before is John Elway can't hit on these prospects it seems so maybe he stays put at number five and does take Baker Mayfield maybe the Dolphins move up and take Baker Mayfield but if they if the Broncos trade down are you worried as a fan that John Elway hasn't drafted a pro bowler in how many years or maybe a couple of pro bowlers pro bowlers in how many years if he acquires more picks is that going to be something that concerns you I mean, look, you add more picks, you add chances that you're going to be able to hit on a few of them. Mm-hmm. So I understand that logic. My intrigue with Elway and the Broncos here is they took Paxton Lynch two years ago. Mm-hmm. They traded up a few spots to get him. Paxton Lynch's point has not worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's been a bust. They signed Case Keenum, which basically tells me that they're out on the Paxton Lynch experience because mm-hmm. you're not signing Keenum for $18 million a year to sit him on the bench. No. Is Elway gun-shy because of that experience? Or does he say, look, quarterback's the most important position on the field. Keenum's fine as a bridge, but he's not long-term for us. We're going to go ahead and take the quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
you talk about whether or not you're concerned about Elway's draft record. You have to be. I mean, he has not hit on any of these picks recently. And, you know, he has not drafted a pro bowler that has played in a pro bowl while on the Broncos. So he mm-hmm. did take Malik Jackson. But a pro bowler on the Broncos since Von Miller mm-hmm. in 2011. Like, that is a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. So, look, if I'm Elway and I get a good offer to move back and I'm not absolutely enamored with one of the quarterbacks, I take it. That said, if he loves Mayfield, if he loves Rosen and they're there, I am taking that guy mm-hmm. at five. Because who knows? You don't know the next time you're going to pick that high. And if you really love the prospect, you, have, you owe it to yourself to get that guy in the building. Yep. So... Baker Mayfield and the Johnny Menzel comparisons are there, but Johnny Menzel's out of football right now, trying to make a comeback. So we got this, this spring league in the, in the uh, football spring league that we're rolling with here. Yep. Do you think that that is something that can help bridge a comeback here? Because he's tried Canadian football. He's tried working out at pro days. Can Johnny Menzel use the spring league to make a comeback? I think Johnny Menzel, within the next 16 months, will be – at least in a camp with an NFL team. Mm-hmm. And I think there's about a 50-50 shot he's in one this year. Mm-hmm. He's only 25 years old. He had, obviously, we're not going to go through it all, but he mm-hmm. had a lot of off-the-field issues. And yeah. he had some on-field issues. Uh, didn't play particularly well when he got the chance, but I think that feeds into... Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. No preparation, bad Mm -hmm. practice habits, not showing up to practice, partying way too much. You know, he seems, and we don't know him personally, but he seems to have righted his ship away from football. Mm-hmm. I personally am rooting for the guys. I would root for anybody who is trying to re- rehabilitate themselves. Yeah. I think a team will give him a chance at some point mm-hmm. to play. The spring league, it helps because you get in front of evaluators. I think, you know, the CFL might be the next step for him. He, he worked on trying to get a contract, couldn't get it done. Yeah. Maybe he goes back there. But I think he's taking the right steps. And I think a quarterback needy team – might look at him as a backup, not as a starter, but as a backup and say, mm-hmm. let's bring this guy to camp and see what he's got. What teams do you think, bullet points, top three teams, do you think Johnny Menzel will be the best fit on? Because everybody tossed out the Patriots when they were taking a look at him. And, you know, you had all of these Boston fans who were like, there's Tom Brady's heir apparent. It's like, all right, let's, you know, day drinking's a hell of a thing to do. But like, <laughs> let's, let's relax with that. But I, the Patriots, I see, is maybe a fit for him. But are there any other teams around there with – we talked about the Jets having a good quarterback nucleus for a rookie to come into. Is there that type of situation somewhere else in the NFL for maybe Manziel to get into? You know, that's, that's tough. Uh, I, you know, the Panthers come to mind as a team mm-hmm. that – you know, they have a quarterback who's athletic, you know, a lot of option out of that offense. I think Manziel could use his athleticism yep. to play off that. Uh, that would be a team that I look at. Look, there's not a lot of great backup quarterbacks in the NFL. So in mm-hmm. terms of talent, he could compete yeah. with all of them. I mean, uh, you know, you look around the league, and to me it's got to be where he fits into the system mm-hmm. and it has a veteran team around him. So the Panthers immediately jump yep. to mind. Um, you know, beyond that, I think at this juncture, he would take whatever opportunity he got. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some teams that need quarterbacks. Look, I know the, the, the Cardinals. Yeah. 
I mean, why not throw him in the mix? Sam Bradford's going to get hurt the first Mike day of practice. Glennon. I mean, we know Mike Glennon's <laughs> terrible, right? Like, yeah. give him a shot. Like, I, So to me, like, I could see that. But I think there's going to be opportunity in mm-hmm. terms of teams needing a talent. Mm-hmm. The question is, are they willing to roll the dice on a guy who, let's face it, in the past has, has not lived up to expectations, mm-hmm. been a little bit of a PR nightmare. Can he convince teams he's past that? Jimmy Williams is in the chat, and he suggested the Steelers as a team. And that's somebody that you that's – that's a team that, that is interesting because it's a team that you've mentioned and other people have mentioned too is maybe being a little bit outside of where you want a locker room to be. You know, we've mentioned Tomlin maybe not having as good a control over his players as maybe yep. he should. We've seen them get into some games where things get cheap, things get dirty, uh, that maybe they give up at certain points in the season. Is that a good fit for Menzel, would you think? You know, it's an interesting fit. My only concern with that, and Jimmy, thanks for the comment, I, I think that team feels like it's on the brink of implosion. Yeah. Just from the standpoint that, like, Bell doesn't show up for a walkthrough <laughs> yeah. for the playoffs. Mike Mitchell's right. talking about playing the Pats Ugh. and they're playing Jacksonville. That would be my main concern mm-hmm. with, with that. Is just it, it's not the most stable place. Well, that said, experienced head coach, mm-hmm. a lot of veteran players on that team, certainly no pressure to start or anything like that. He's going to compete with Josh Dobbs. So I like the fit from that standpoint. I just worry about the volatility of that locker room a little bit. Yeah. But in, in some ways, yeah, like that, that makes sense. I could see, I'll give you another one actually the Texans. Like, Ooh. behind Watson, another athletic quarterback, mm-hmm. another guy who's clearly the starter. O'Brien has been known to be a quarterback's coach. Yep. You know, I could – and my only concern with that is he would stay in Texas. <laughs> and I want him out of Texas. I yeah. want him away from all these people. That, but that would be – you know, of course, you can't count out the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Because the Cowboys Jerry, are always yeah. good for, you know, headline. Yeah. But I don't – but we're talking about fits. I don't think <laughs> – I don't think fit – is, no. is the word I described I don't with him so. and the Cowboys. With the Steelers, uh, an interesting an interesting thought and not a bad one. Uh, Edward French says hi in the chat. So. Ed? Hey, hey Edward. And uh, we got Jim Gonzalez says Broadway Baker for Baker Jim, Mayfield. Jim, I love it. Make it happen. You know what? That would be <laughs> Broadway you know, Baker. Back in the 60s, SI did, a, did an iconic cover of uh-huh. Joe Namath on Broadway with the lights mm-hmm. behind him. They could recreate that. That's a good one. It, so I, I, I love it. I love it. That would, oh, be, man. That, that would be incredible theater with him in New York. It would be. Speaking of New York and the Jets, they did really well in free agency this year. They've got that pick in the draft that we kind of talked about. But some, the, the reason that that pick is now so interesting is because they go out and do so well in free agency. So all of the signings are pretty much behind us. All the big names are off the board for the most part. Yep. Eric Reed still needs a job, you know. Anytime so, now. Anytime now if we want to give Eric Reed a job. He's only a 26-year-old pro bowler. Right, Kenny Vaccaro is out there. So uh, the Jets, I would say that they – I don't want to say that they won free agency because I really hate saying that a team won free agency. You don't know. Because you ask all those fans down in Duval how many times they won. The Jaguars won free agency. Yeah, ask the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been winning for years. Yeah, but in your mind, who did the best in free agency to improve their chances of not only just going to the playoffs, but making a Super Bowl run. Because last year we saw the Eagles go out, make some changes in, in the offseason. They get some free agent signings, and they win a Super Bowl. I mean, other things happen, but a large part of that is because they had a good core of players in place. So do you see anybody in free agency that did something like that this year? I mean, if we're including trades, the Rams. You, you oh, have yeah. to. Oh, yeah. you, have to, you have to start there. Look, Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, and Dominican Sue. They did part ways with Alec Ogletree. They lost mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. Now they bring in Brandon Cooks. I, I don't, listen, I'll say this about the Rams. This is either going to be a situation where they go 14-2 and two and they're <laughs> unbelievable, 
or this whole thing blows up yeah. big time because it's a lot of characters to bring in. Yeah. And it's all, and all those guys we just mentioned, all of them are due for a contract in either one or two years. Oh, and by the way, so is Aaron Donald. Yep. And so is Todd Gurley. And Goff's option has to kick in a couple mm-hmm. of years. And LaMarcus Joyner's on a, on a franchise tag. Like, you're going to have to pay a lot of guys. Now, I oh, don't, yeah. listen, I think the Rams, good for them. They're all in. I love seeing teams do that. Mm-hmm. Like, maximize your team's potential, especially when you guys are on a rookie deal yeah. quarterback. But I think the Rams, to me, are the team that you have to look at and say they've taken the most steps. Mm-hmm. You know, Now, are they a favorite to win it all? They're one of them. The problem is the NFC is so loaded. Yeah. But they're one of them. But, you know, listen, we'll get to the Jets in a minute. I love what the Jets did, but I can't say that they're making moves for the Super Bowl just yeah. because they got a ways to go, but they did a nice job. Exactly. Yeah, that's the reason I can't say that they won free agency because it feels like they're a couple of years off from being in that conversation. Uh, would you, could you make an argument, though, that they're in the hunt for a playoff spot, an AFC wildcard spot, just because we've seen last year they were in the wildcard hunt for briefly uh, in the middle of the season. But do you yep. think that the move that the Jets made – are going to get them at least back to the to the playoffs, a la the Bills last year, and kind of end this little drought. I think with a good draft, it's it's very mm-hmm. possible because look, if you look at the AFC, okay, New England, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the AFC South should be better. We don't know who's going to come out of that. The AFC West, I think, is probably a, a maybe a two playoff team: the Chiefs, the Chargers. Um, that being said, look, I love what the Jets did. Mm-hmm. Okay, last year they nailed the draft with Jamal Adams in the first round, yep. Marcus May, great safety tandem. I love Adams. That kid is. Big tremendous time. player. Then they go out and get Tremaine Johnson. So now you've got that shutdown corner. You still want to maybe upgrade slot corner the other side, but mm-hmm. you got that number one guy. It's so hard to find. In the front seven, Darren Lee's a good player. Leonard Williams is a very good player. I know they've lost Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson in recent years, but I like the fact they've kind of cleansed that locker room of that whole era. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a nice job. Now, question becomes for them playoff-wise, offensively. Yeah. Okay, is Elijah McGuire a guy who you believe in as a starting running back? A lot to prove there. Quarterback, McCown, Bridgewater, mm-hmm. Bridgewater, and maybe who they draft in the first round, right? Yeah. Like, big question marks. I like that they're getting Quincy Inunua back. Yeah. I think he's, he's a good player. Robbie Anderson, if he could stop the nonsense off the field, is a good player. I like the Jets mm-hmm. as an up-and-coming team. I think the Jets are a 7-8 to eight win team if the quarterback play is solid. And you know what? From there, you're not that far away from nine wins. You get a little lucky. Who knows? Yeah. But, and by the way, Avery Williamson, they signed him. Mm-hmm. Avery Williamson is a very good inside linebacker. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. He'll really help to solidify that defense. Can we talk about the Titans for a second? Sure. Because they get new uniforms, which actually looked pretty good. We saw, we saw the leaks early. We did. And we were like, eh, what's so? not so much. But then with the, the helmet uniform combination, it looks pretty sleek. They also go out and they kind of retool their team a little bit. They get Deion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, a couple yep. expatriates. Do you think that they are going to make another leap this year? Because they make it to the playoffs last year. They beat your Chiefs. Yep. Whether or not they should have won that game. Oh, they should have. Neither here nor there. I watched that game. They put together a team, I think, that is – they go out and get Matt LaFleur to be the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. who's going to work with Marcus Mariota. Last year, the Titans were everybody's pick to make it you know, to this next level, make a deep run in the playoffs. This year, I think more so than last year, they are a dangerous team because of all the pieces that they put in place and because of what they're doing for Marcus Mariota, who we can't forget is the heartbeat of this team. Yeah. If Marcus Mariota is not working, nothing on the team works. Look, my, and you just hit the nail on the head. What is Marcus Mariota? Because mm-hmm. last year, more interceptions and touchdowns. Now LaFleur comes over from the Rams mm-hmm. to see what kind of influence he has. 
The other question I have, too, Corey Davis. Last year, he drafted Ooh, fifth overall. Yeah. He was hurt a lot of the year. Showed flashes when he was healthy, though. Can he come back? Now, the, the other part of this, too, and this is why I'm a little bit curious with the Titans, a lot of moving parts. Mike Vrabel's new head coach. Yeah. I, now, I think Vrabel's going to be a good head coach, but mm-hmm. still, there's an adjustment period. That division's not as easy as it used to be. The Texans should be much better. Jacksonville's got an elite defense. Did the Colts have Andrew Luck back? I think the Titans will compete for a playoff spot. I think it's a situation where the Titans might be a better team than they were last year, mm-hmm. but the record might be the same because they're just they're, they're seeing better competition around them. Yeah. Um, they signed Benny Logan yesterday. He, he's a guy who can who can help in the it's in the exciting. run game. He's a nice yep. player. Uh, did well in Kansas City last year, uh, and I love the secondary. Is awesome. Look, Dory Jackson came into his own second half of last year. Kevin Byard, excellent safety. Deion Sanders doesn't even know plays in the NFL, but mm-hmm. he's a great player. And Malcolm Butler comes over. They have yep. Logan Ryan as well. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a right. good secondary. Yep. I love the defense. I'm curious about the offense, but I think they're in the mix. I absolutely do. Dwayne is in the chat, and he wants to know what you think about the Browns offseason. Not a whole lot of signings that went on for them. Right. But they trade for Tyrod Taylor. They make a lot of moves here that are setting them up. We're talking about the Jets are set up for a good run in the future. The Titans are set up for a good run now. It seems like we've been waiting since 1999 for the Browns to set themselves up for this. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, what, Kelly Holcomb is the only quarterback that's ever taken him uh, them to the playoffs or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, with what the Browns did this off season in free agency and trades, what is your takeaway from that as far as them maybe being a contender? Uh, listen, let's let's be honest. I think the Browns are at least another year away before they're a contender mm-hmm. to make the playoffs because you're only 16. It's going to take a little while. That's yeah. okay. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. You mm-hmm. have to get, start somewhere. I love what John Dorsey's done there. And John Dorsey did a great job in Kansas City. He took that team from a trash heap to go into the playoffs three out of four years. Okay? Believe me, I watched it firsthand. Dorsey's done a nice job, in my opinion, because they had a ton of cap space. There's always that that idea of, hey, we can spend real quick. We can make you know, we can make some big jumps. Mm-hmm. I like that they didn't do that. They went out and they got Jarvis Landry. Yep. They got Tyrod Taylor. They get Demarius Randall for the secondary. I think they did a nice job of stabilizing the situation. Yep. That offense could be interesting now. All of a sudden, okay, Tyrod Taylor, he's not great, but he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's much better than anything they've had recently. All right? They go out and they, they get rid of Deshaun Kaiser and Kevin Hogan. Yep. So they, they clear out the room a little bit. And then Landry with Coleman all of a sudden. like, And, and let's not forget Josh Gordon. Like, the Browns' offense could be decent next year. The question becomes – how much better can they be after one year? They got a lot of draft picks coming up. Mm-hmm. I could see the Browns being a five or six win team if things break right. And that sounds like, oh, they're terrible. Five or six wins. That's five or six wins better than you were last year. Yep. I think the Browns are making some progress. All right. Well, the last thing I have to add is that you should go to Fanatics Always. before the NFL draft. Always. And use the code FANSIDED to load up on all of the NFL draft things that you need to. And afterwards, use the code FANSIDED. You can save 15% free shipping on $50 or more. Code fan sided at Fanatics. That's all I got for us this week, buddy. Listen, and you know, quickly, I just want to say thank you to the fine people of McDonald's. So you hooked up the entire <laughs> fan sided office on Monday with free lunch. They gave us some golf stuff. Mm-hmm. So hey, shout out to McDonald's. Really appreciate it. everything the office appreciates. It. They didn't have to do it, and they, they they came through with flying colors. And I got a new putter out of it. Well, you know, now. We can listen to uh, Stack in the Box on iTunes while we're putting away. That's right. In, in the conference room. There That's you go. Right. Eating our McDonald's, wearing our Fanatics gear. It's all there. It's all happening. <laughs> listen, and again, the draft show right here on the page. You're watching the show right here, April 26th. Tune in about 10, 15 minutes for a draft. 
We'll be here with everything from picks to analysis to fun. We'll have some, we'll have some competitions going on in the office. It'll be a great time. You'll enjoy it much more than anything you'll, you'll see elsewise or elsewhere, I should say. Uh, but listen, that is all we have this week. If you're listening, thank you so much. Please subscribe on iTunes. If you're watching, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Uh, for Josh Hill, I am Matt Verderam. Two and a half weeks from the NFL draft, Ooh. and we will be here before, during, and after for all of it.